listening to the woman of God and she said, I can't remember a day. standing there and I was listening to those words and begin to think about how amazingly humongous this, this great big world is. And I began to think about how we didn't have cell phones over here in Kentucky. But while he was keeping her together, he was in St. Louis and he was keeping somebody together. And while he was keeping them together in Kentucky and St. Louis, he was over in Nebraska and he was keeping it together. And he didn't fall for the person that was over in the he didn't fall for the people that was, you understand what I'm saying, to you in Minneapolis, and he didn't fall for the people that was all over the world that think that Christians can reign true of this one thing, that God has always been there. But God never fails. God never falls. And, never, and not only does he not fall, he does not allow us to fall. I'm inspired by Jesus when he said to the disciples, he said that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you into all truth. I don't know about nobody else up in here today, but I want to be led by truth. You understand what I'm saying to you? What I understood Jesus to be saying was that as long as I was keeping myself in God, that I would never fall. You understand what I'm saying to you? As long as I keep myself in Jesus, I can never fail. And I don't know about nobody else up in here, but I, I've fallen before. I have fell before without Jesus. I've tried to do things on my own. Is it anybody? Can I get a witness in here? I've tried to do things on my own just to fall flat on my face. But I bless God that we serve a God that sits high and looks low. My God, and I'm glad that I got to the point to where I didn't want to be nowhere else but in him. I didn't want to be nowhere else but in him because I know what the Bible says, that he would lead us into all truth. He could lead us into all truth. And I don't know about anybody else in the building today. I don't know about anybody else on social media today, but I'm excited that I serve a God that his spirit will always, always lead me into all truth. He's a lawyer that's never lost a case. I, I ain't worried about what this thing is out here doing. Because as long as I'm in God, I understand that I can't fall. As long as I'm in God, I understand that those these diseases and these plagues and these pestilences, they do not come near my dwelling place. And I'm excited that I can stand flat-footed and look the enemy right in the eye and tell him, even in the midst of this, I still got a for God I live and for God I die mentality. Is it anybody in social media? Is it anybody in the building today that can, with all that you're going through, that's all that's coming up against us, you can decree and declare confidently that for God I live and for God I die. 
and all Hallelujah. of my life. Hallelujah. Your love has been true. Hallelujah. And all of my life. Hallelujah. Thank I will Jesus. worship you. Let's give God a hand clap of praise all over the place. Amen. Clap your hands with that like button. Clap your hands with that like button. Amen. Clap your hands. Amen. If you know that God has been better to you than you've been to yourself, I dare you bless the Lord right now. If you know that God is a keeper even in the middle of it, I dare you bless God right now. If you can still get up with a smile on your face in the middle of a pandemic, oh, y'all don't hear me up in here. I'm the, my God, see, you got to learn how to worship God in the fire. You got to learn how to worship God in the trials. You got to be ready to worship God when everything ain't going your way. But I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually, it will continually be in my mouth. His praise, his praise will continually be in my mouth. Amen. Anybody feel like that today? I've been through too much for his praise not to be in my mouth. I, I've been hurt one too many times and he saved me, he healed me and for his praise not to be in my mouth. Amen. I don't know about nobody else up in here today, but I keep his praises in my mouth because he's been just that good, just that good to me. We bless God for everything that has went forth thus far, and we are excited to see you again, and we are excited for those that are promised small crew that we have here. We're social distancing, <laughs> spiritually, socially distancing, amen, and uh, we are glad to have you on social media to come out and fellowship and worship with us, and we're just going to run through the next part of our service real quickly, and, and we're going to get right on into the word. Listen, if... Uh, those of you that pay your tithes, desire to pay your tithes, amen, we we have the kiosk, the kiosk is here, actually we have uh, Brother Benny is here to receive all the tithes and offerings, if you want to jump in the car and shoot on over, Brother Benny is here to receive the tithes and offerings, uh, you can go to our cash app, which is UWC money sign, UWC Lex, money sign, UWC Lex, or you can jump on the website, amen. Uh, uwclex.org, uwclex.org, and that has a, a tab on there for online giving. You'll see the cash app as well as the PayPal, amen. And so, uh, and if you're just feeling your heart to send a check today, then you send the check to uh, Community Worship Center, amen, 1975 Campus Court, Lexington, Kentucky, amen. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord today. I'm super excited to be in the house of the Lord today. And I'm trusting God nonetheless, despite what it is that I see, despite what I hear, I still just believe that he's God. And he's God all by himself. Amen. And I just don't believe, I just don't believe that this is taking him by surprise. I, I don't believe that this has the upper hand on him. I don't, I don't believe any of that. Amen. In fact, what I've seen, what I've seen is the glory of God. <laughs> I've been seeing the glory of God. I've been seeing people get married anyway. <laughs> I've I seen people say, you know what, we're going to please the Lord anyway. We're we not going to let this stand in our way. You know, we were talking in here yesterday, and uh, Minister Taria was saying something that was powerful. She said, now, you know, 
you're seeing families get back together and eat at the table and play board games and read and do devotionals together. I see the glory of God in this. And if you're just one of those people that's always looking for things to be bad and looking for, and you're keeping an eye on the death total and, and you think the death total is right around the corner from your house, you one of them people, I can't hang out with you, amen. But I just, I, I'm one of those people that I can see God in it all. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I can see God in it all. And he's getting the glory. He's He's getting the glory, amen. He's getting the glory, and he's going to get the glory. He's going to get the glory, amen. And so we bless God. Listen, I don't want to be before you long. I just want to tell you, I stopped by to tell you, and this was the title of the sermon today, is that I'm headed somewhere. <laughs> is there anybody in the room that's headed somewhere today? <laughs> ain't no virus. <laughs> ain't no depression. <laughs> ain't no madness. Ain't no foolish, no folly. No foolishness, no folly going to slow me down because I'm headed somewhere. And that is the topic of our, our sermon today. I won't be before you long. Amen. Yes, Lord. If some of you know me, you know by now I'm hungry. Amen. I'm hungry with the old, not of you. Amen. So we're going we gonna to preach and go home. How about that? <laughs> Amen. We bless God for all of you that are here. Went to the building a couple of weeks to go down. And we bless God for Minister Sonia Gross, who gave an awesome Sunday school this morning. Blessed to be around people that I can look around the circle and be inspired by. Amen. Many times we surround ourselves with people that don't inspire you. And I believe that was the great ministry lesson is that anytime that you look around your circle and no one inspires you, then you don't have a circle that you're trying to encourage. And so I bless God that I am inspired by people that even in this situation are so ready and focused about serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we bless God for her today. Amen. I am headed somewhere. A quote by an unknown author caught my attention as I was writing my book. Starting today, I need to forget what's gone, appreciate what remains, and look forward to what's coming. I said, starting today, I need to forget what's gone, appreciate what remains and look forward to what's coming. End quote. As I read this quote over and over again, I could not help but to think about my own life, things that I have lost, people that I have lost, things that have gone from my life. Whew. And after several times of reading the quote, I realized that every clause of this quote was packed with power. And instantly a thought sprang forth in my mind that I've been dealing with ever since. For the creator of this piece, uh, of this quote, to start the writing by saying, starting today, I need to. Starting today, I need to. For that implies that whatever it was that was gone was perfect, as yet powerful enough to not have been easily accepted as gone. See, this connects up to what I'm saying today, that there have been some things in your life that were so personal yet so powerful that even though they have gone away, you had a hard time accepting that it was gone. In fact, that first stanza could be taken, it could be taken in a couple of ways. 
because I have had people in my life that are no longer in my life, they're gone. They could be gone due to many circumstances. For instance, when I was going through the most difficult time in my life, back in 2004, facing extreme amounts of prison time, and for the first time being incarcerated without my first wife, Kim, I experienced one of my greatest pains of her being gone. Not because the pressure got to her, not gone because of the potential time that I faced, uh, spared her, no, gone because I had lost her to cancer. She hadn't left me for dead, but instead she had died. And since she had died, she was gone. And oftentimes it isn't until someone is gone that you begin to realize the impact, the impact or the heaviness uh, that they had on your life. Gone insinuates uh, something lost and that, some, and that something, it can't be gotten back. But there is also a gone that means who was once there is no longer there because they left. They didn't die. They simply chose not to stay. And some of my greatest lessons that I've had to learn about loyalty was at the hands of someone not staying. Can be, it can be one of the most hurtful feelings in the world to be left, especially when you didn't do anything to give them a reason to leave. It was all good just a week ago. <laughs> we, we were supposed to be ride or die, but then life got crazy for me, or I wasn't able to do for you what I used to do for you, and now all of a sudden you're acting different. And we made promises to always be there for one another. Yes, have mercy. We said that we could always count on each other. But now that hell has hit me on every side, I look up. I look up to find, to find you gone. And, and, and if you are anything like me, then you're not okay when someone just leaves you. It, it, it leaves me confused. It, it leaves me somewhat insecure. It, it, it leaves me troubleshooting me, second-guessing if, if I'm good enough. What could I have done? What have I could have done better to have made them stay? I begin to find myself when this happens in a state of depression because after all I didn't gave you, and I done gave you the best of me. And after I've given you what, what, what I seem to, what I feel to be the best of me, what I deem special, I had to find out you didn't find it special at all. And as a consequence, I have, I have trust issues and, and I'm hard to love because every time someone begins to get close to me, I hurt them before they hurt me. Is it anybody that knows what I'm talking about out here? I'm, I'm dealing with ab in abandonment issues, and so, so no matter how hard you try, no matter how thoughtful you are, despite how you've never done anything but right by me, I'd rather mess it up now before I fall too deep for you than you mess over me, lady. Lord, help me to get over them being gone. The unknown writer said, 
starting today, I need to forget what's gone. And I don't know about nobody else in here, but it just sounds like to me this author has come to the conclusion how he's been handling what's been lost. Lord, have mercy. He, and, and, and how he's been handling who's gone or, or who left him, he's been handling, handling it in a toxic fashion. It's, it's been destructive. It's been disturbing. It's been self-defeating. And on the strength of what's been lost, he has lost hope and confidence and the ability to believe that he's worth somebody staying around. He's lost belief and he's worth being loved. Have you ever been hurt so bad, damaged so seriously that you begin to second guess if you're even worthy to be loved? Have you ever had your heart snatched out of your body to the point of where you don't even find yourself you don't even find yourself good enough to be around somebody. And now he's bitter. Now he's tormented. Now he's angry and can't be counted on because people who have yet to heal from being betrayed always run the risk of betraying others. Lord, help me to let it go. There's another scenario to this clause, and that is, whatever I lost is gone because I didn't know how to treat this loss. Oh, Lord. And one of the coldest realities to ever have to deal with is when you know that what you've lost is not because of anybody else but you. See, 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 it's not always that people are dirty. Oh, God. Or that someone did me wrong or someone did you wrong. And in all honesty, if I'm going to keep it all the way real up in here, then I'd have to admit that a lot of times I found myself by myself because my mouth is bad or, or my attitude is horrible or, or my disposition is nasty. I'm, I'm selfish. I, I'm wounded. And because I'm wounded, I'm never allowed to win. Is it anybody? I'm by myself in here today. They find these things about themselves simply because of how you are. You can't make up no excuse. You nasty. You know you nasty. Your mouth is bad. You know your mouth is bad. It's just a wonder they stayed with you this long. Somebody know what I'm talking about. And so it is that when my mental makeup has hijacked my smile and kidnapped my dreams and got in the way of what it is that God has for me, that, that, that I have to come to the conclusion that it's time I get myself it's time to break free of every demonic stronghold that's been hindering me from being the best me for God. And, and, and as I go through, Lord have mercy, as I go through the process of getting myself together, uh, I've come to learn, in my case anyway, uh, that getting myself together is not going to be easy. It's not going to be overnight. This is going to be a lifelong process. I mean, for some of you, you know, it may be different. Uh, you know, you might be able to read a few self-motivational books and, and help you with your, you know, whatever it is that you're going through, but uh, maybe a few nights of prayer and how a book about how to better you, and, and maybe that works for you. <laughs> but, but, but that's not quite how I'm wired. <laughs> uh, in fact, the way my flesh, Lord have mercy, the way my flesh is set up, <laughs> I've come to learn that getting myself together has been and most likely will always be a lifelong task because I 
If I just go ahead and be real out here today, I'm, I'm a trip sometimes. Is it anybody out there in social media that will go ahead and just admit and tell the truth on yourself and shame the devil? You can just be a trip sometimes. Lord, have mercy. Uh, 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 because it seems to be in me. Lord, have mercy. And I don't know about uh, how somebody else, you know, I don't know about uh, somebody else uh, uh, might feel but me. But, but, but there seems to be an activation switch in my flesh. <laughs> that, that, that if that switch is gotten to and, and if that switch is turned on, uh, ah, we, we will have me all types of messed up. You can see parts of me that you never want to see. Any, anybody else in the building got a, a, a switch? You know you got a switch somewhere and, and you try to uh, uh, hide that switch and guard that switch because if that switch is ever flipped on, you'll see a you that you've been hiding for a while. And I feel as if the Apostle Paul may have had a similar switch in his flesh. And, and it was a switch in which he recognized. And the reality of his potential depravity propelled him to cry out that even when I will to do good, I find that evil is ever present with me. Anybody know what we're talking about in here? And you done made up in your mind ten times. Just in the last month, you're going to be a new you. And every time that you find yourself trying to be new, and especially new through the word of God, you find that there is an evil that is ever present with you. <laughs> Paul goes on to explain. He says, I see in my members another law. And the other law that he's referring to is the law of sin. And, and the members that he's speaking of is his fleshly makeup. Lord, have mercy. You know, we won't get deep into that. His members, you know, his arms, his legs, his mouth. His and, and, and this law is warring against the law of my mind. Okay. And, and the reason that it's trying to war against the law of my mind is because the enemy understands that if he can take out my mind, then the body will follow. If, if he's able to defeat my mind, then, then when he wipes, you understand what I'm saying? If he defeats my mind, thank you. When he defeats my mind, he wipes out my whole defense mechanism system. And, and, and without a defense, all that's left for me to do is die in the hands of the enemy. For if he can infiltrate my mind, he can rob me of my peace. If he can infiltrate my mind, then he can steal my joy. If he can infiltrate my mind, see, then he can snatch away my hope. And, and for this reason and this reason alone, the Apostle Paul said, above everything else, guard your mind. It's like natural war. If any of our enemy countries were to come aggressively against us, the state of Kentucky would have reason to be concerned because here in Kentucky we have an army depot which contains conventional munitions as well as chemical weapons. And you can imagine how heavily guarded this facility is simply because the United States Army understands that if that the enemies of our country understand that if they can subdue the depot, Lord have mercy, it lays control of one of our major ways to fight back. Now, come on, rock with me in the spiritual. David said, I have hidden thy word in my heart, 
heart translates mind. And in my mind, I've hidden my word that I might not sin against you. And, and this law, Lord have mercy, and this law of sin is warring against the war. Oh, Lord have mercy, the word that's in my mind. You understand what I'm saying to you? This law of sin, it's warring against the words that's in my mind. Because if the enemy can overcome my mind, then he easily overcomes me. If he overcomes your mind, he easily overcomes you. So I'm constantly trying to get myself together. More proof that getting yourself together is a continual process is when in 1 Corinthians, the same Apostle Paul says, the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, oh God, it is the power of God. The key word there is being, you understand? This walk, I need you to get it, is continuous. And the more I live, the more I find a need for me to get myself together. And I know some of you came out the womb speaking in tongues. But every now and then, I've got to check myself before I wreck myself. And I have to take a second and pause and say, Stephen, get yourself together. Now, what I've also learned is I've come to the conclusion that I need to get myself together. Then there's probably some people in my life that deserve my apology. So you don't never come to the conclusion that you need to get yourself together and then don't realize that there's been some people in your not-together life that you've probably hurt. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 see. Yeah, see, you, you, you don't reach a level of I need to get myself together and not have a list of people that, that your recklessness has brought pain to. I, I once heard somebody say, when I was in my mess, I wasn't hurting nobody but me. Lord, have mercy. You know, uh, and I have to respectfully disagree with that statement because if I have people in my life who love me, uh, people in my life that's trying to care for me, uh, then, 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 then that can only mean that I have had people in my life that are probably gone. Uh, and they ain't gone because they didn't love me. And they ain't gone because they didn't care. And they ain't gone because the money gone. They gone due to my madness. And it's critical. It's critical here that I make the proper apology for who deserves it, oh God. And, and, and once I apologize, uh, there really ain't nothing else I can do to rebuild our relationship uh, unless who I'm apologizing to accepts my apology and willing to build with me from there. Well, but, 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 but it's critical that you understand that everybody isn't going to accept your apology. I don't know who I'm freeing in here today. <laughs> I need you to understand that you can be sincere uh, from your heart. Uh, you can have nothing but pure thoughts. Uh, you can be in agony, uh, have been in agony for years on the strength of how you've treated someone else in times past. Uh, but I just want to let you know that everybody uh, ain't going to accept your apology. Uh, and that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. Uh, because once I've offered it from a pure place in me, uh, See, that's all you can do and keep working on me so that this never happens again. 
just because you don't accept my apology uh, don't mean that I'm going to give up on being a better me. Uh, just because they don't accept your apology uh, doesn't mean that because they won't accept your apology uh, that you still don't have purpose to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Just because they don't uh, accept your apology uh, does not mean that you still don't have a destiny to conquer. Uh, and I just want to tell about 10 to 15 people today, uh, stop apologizing and apologizing and apologizing because uh, you're getting played. They know you sorry. Once you said you sorry, go on with what it is that God has called you to do. What I can't become is a victim. Can't become a victim. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Uh, I can't have come become a victim to somebody who doesn't accept my apology but still wants to stick around. You, you, you got to be careful of the people in your circle uh, that at one time or another you may have wronged and you know that they've not accepted your apology but yet they stick around. And, and, and every chance they get, they reminding you of how messed up I was. They're reminding you of how messed up you used to be. No, no, see, I don't have time for people in my life who are walking around harboring secret feelings about some stuff that I've come and said I'm sorry to you about. I, you, you, you have to be careful of people who will try to manipulate you or guilt trip you because uh, of a mistake that you made 10 years ago. If I apologize about that thing once, two, three times, and it's been 10 years, and you still holding on to that, then you don't need another apology from me, baby. What you need is the therapy. <laughs> you need some therapy. I said I'm sorry. I meant it when I said it. Now you're either going to accept my apology or you're not. But what you're not going to do is keep on guilting me into paying your bills. You're not going to guilt me into giving you some money. You're not, oh God, you're not going to get to talk crazy to me because of something that I done to you way back then. You've got to learn that when I say I'm sorry, when you say you're sorry, that's it. Lord, have mercy. And if you have some people who are gone because of past mistakes, and they won't accept your apology, then let them go. Stop crying over it. Stop beating yourself up about it. Like the writer of the quote said, starting today, I need to forget what's gone. I need to accept it's over. I'm not going to drop one more tear about somebody not forgiving me. I ain't got another inbox for you because you won't accept my apology. I'm through dealing with depression due to what I'm no longer, oh God, I'm through dealing with this depression due to what I'm no longer able to do. I'm no longer talking about the cars that I lost. I'm no longer talking about the money that I lost, the houses that I lost, the relationships I lost. I'm getting myself together. In fact, I'm taking a page out of little Duval's book when he says, I'm, I'm living my best life and I ain't got time to be going back and forth with you hate. I've repented. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you've repented to God, I've apologized for who I've wronged, and I can walk with my head up because I'm headed somewhere. I ain't about to stay in this pity party, and I, don't, I darn sure ain't hosting one. I'm through crying myself to sleep. I need rest because I'm headed somewhere. The second part of this quote said, starting today, Lord, have mercy. I have to appreciate what remains. 
And some of you have got some people in your life that have been through some of the darkest times in your life. They, they've been through the fire with you, and, 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 and no matter how crazy it's been, they've always been there. When everybody else dropped the ball, when everybody else came up short, when we saw folks turn fair-weather friend, but you've got some people that you can say they was always there. And if you've got some people in your life that can be counted on no matter what you've been through or what you're going through, you ought to just send them a text right now and tell them, I love you and I appreciate you always being there. I know I can be a mess sometime, but on the strength that you stayed with me through it all, thank you for being a friend. Loyalty is a lost quality in 2020, and you'll be hard-pressed to find somebody, Lord have mercy, who will always have your back. And I don't know about nobody else in here, but I bless God for the few folk that I do have in my life that when the going gets tough, they ain't going nowhere. When I'm going through it, we going through it. Tupac said it best. I drop it all for y'all when my homies call. And if you've got some real people that's in your life, I dare you give God a praise for blessing you with people that's real in your life. I dare you to thank God for your mama that never stopped praying. I dare you to thank God for your granny and granddaddy that never stopped praying. I dare you to thank God for the ones in your life that can always be counted on. For your husband who's had your back. For your wife who's had your back. For your family that's had your back. And from here on out, I ain't got time to be worried about who ain't rolling with me because I'm too busy appreciating the ones that remain. Lord, have mercy. Sometimes you just got to stop worrying about what ain't there no more and begin to bless God for the ones that remain. And that's what I had to tell some people from here on out. Go on, appreciate who remains. They might get on my nerves sometimes. Come on, CJ. Uh, but at least y'all got my back. We might not always agree, but I know you've got my back. I might not see you every day, and I might not text you every day, but that ain't got nothing to do with where the level of our friendship is. I might, you know, I might get on your nerves, and I might not return a call, but I want to say thank you, God, for blessing me with people that no matter what it looks like, no matter what's coming up against me, no matter how long it's been coming up against me, when I look back there, I got an army. When I look back there, I got some folk ready to die. When I look back there, I got some cats that ain't playing. Is there anybody in the building that just bless God that you got some people that don't make no never mind what it is that you're coming up against? They gonna be there for you. Lord, have mercy. I know I'm talking Chinese to some folk because loyalty is so unheard of today. But like the writer of this quote, I'm learning to appreciate what remains. Uh, sir, 
third part of the quote. I'm almost done. He says, uh, and I need to look forward to what it is that's coming. Oh, Lord. I need to look forward <laughs> to what it is that's coming. You see the faith in that clause, right? You see the faith in that part of the quote? <laughs> He's saying, despite what I've lost <laughs> and despite who still remains, I still got something coming. Oh, God. And, and, and watch this. It's so off the hook what I've got coming. <laughs> I need to look forward to it. <laughs> and I don't mean I'm just sitting around going any day now. <laughs> any day now, God going to bless me. <laughs> any day now, money going to fall out the sky. <laughs> any day now. <laughs> what I had to learn <laughs> is that when I was getting ready for the next move of God in my life, <laughs> I realized that I had to do some spiritual spring cleaning. <laughs> ah, because what I've learned in this short period of time on earth is that uh, when God begins to give me something and when God begins to take you to another level, uh, there's some people in your life that ain't supposed to go on every level. Uh, and sometimes uh, when you're waiting for that thing, when you're looking forward to the next part of it, uh, God is taking his time with it uh, until you begin to realize uh, ah, it's cluttered down here. It's a mess in my life. I need to get rid of you. You don't even fit no more. I don't. I need to get rid of you. You ain't even my color no more. I need to get rid of you because you never worked in the first place. Should have took you back when I first got you and realized it didn't work. But you know, every now and then we hang on to things. But since God says get ready for what's on the way, I'm making room. Because I remember in the book of Malachi where he says, try me. He says, try me. He says, try me and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. And I've tried him. I've believed on him. I've had nothing but faith. So let the window open, baby. But you got to move. You got to move. Because I've got something great. On the way, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14, we done. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Get this, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. I don't claim to have this thing all together, and I don't claim to know it all. I don't claim that I've got it all figured out, but what I do know is I'm not who I used to be. What I do know is I'm better than what you've been treating me. What I do know is I don't deserve what you're trying to put me through. And I do know that there is a destiny that's connected to me. I do know that God said if I would confess my sins, he'd cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So I do know that because I'm in Christ, I'm a new creation. I do know that if in all my ways I acknowledge him, then he will direct my paths. I do know that he saved me for a reason. And despite what I've been through, I'm still headed somewhere. Despite the pain, I'm headed somewhere. 
despite the betrayal, I'm headed somewhere. Despite all the losses, I'm headed somewhere. Despite the babies out of wedlock, we headed somewhere. Despite all the addictions, I'm headed somewhere. Despite all the prison time, I'm still headed somewhere. Despite what you think about me, I'm still headed somewhere. So I ain't looking back. You can keep talking about the past. You can keep dogging me out. You can keep whispering on my name. You can keep rumoring on my name. But I want you to know it ain't going to stop nothing. I'm still headed where I'm headed. And where I'm headed, everybody can't come. And where I'm headed, everybody ain't ready for. And where I'm headed, some of you ain't been in the desert long enough. Because where I'm headed. God, we're being tried on every hand. Never in my life have I ever seen such bullying of the saints. Never in my life have I seen things come up against the people of God that does its absolute best to knock us off our square. But I want you to be excited because you too are headed somewhere. And if you'll just stay in him, as the song, as Spencer Career was singing today, he won't let you fall. If you'll stay in him, you won't experience testing. It don't mean that we ain't going to have some testing times. It ain't going to mean that the weapon don't form. But that's all the weapon gets to do when you're in God. That's all it gets to do is form. Where I'm come from, we say the weapon is just fronting. You ain't going to do nothing. And not because I'm tough and not because I'm bad and not because I'm all that, but simply because of who I abide in, who I trust, who I give my all to. I'm not worried about what's forming because I'm headed somewhere. And if the enemy had his way, if the enemy had his way, he would have you afraid. He'd have you stuck. Some of you ain't even making plans for next week because you don't know what next week look like. My calendar's full. My calendar's full. Why? Because I'm headed somewhere. There's still things to do. Still ministry that has to go on. And then some of you out there right now, you're going through some of the craziest things in your life. You got people that just won't let what you've been through go. You got people that's supposed to be close to you, but every chance they get to take a shot at your past, they take a shot at your past. And I want you just to go ahead and get a mindset of letting them know I'm headed somewhere. Baby, you can keep on talking about me. You can keep on talking about me. I'm headed somewhere. Is there anybody out there in cyberspace today and, and social media that can just go ahead and say, I'm headed somewhere today? <laughs> I know they thought prison was going to break me, but I'm headed somewhere. Is it anybody that knows what I'm talking about? I, I know they thought addiction was going to break me, but I'm, I'm still headed somewhere. I, I know they thought the divorce was going to break me, but, uh, but I'm still headed somewhere. You know, we got some people out there that say, oh, 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 their mama done passed away. I know they're going to cease. I know they gonna, it's going to dry up now. 
advocate, when you just go ahead and declare and let them know that you're headed somewhere, it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing that's going to stop you from where you're headed. You think that you've been through all the hell that you've been through, made it through all of what you made it through, just to be in the spot that you are right now? Now, baby, what you got to do is you got to forget those things in the past and begin to move forward. Oh, they're going to talk about you. They're going to hate on you. They ain't going to give you your props. But you just have to keep the mindset that I'm headed somewhere. I let my haters talk. I let my haters talk. I just keep on grinding to where it is that I'm headed. I decree and declare right now in the name of Jesus. Some of you have let the naysayers slow you down. Some of you have stopped your race. You stopped running to deal with your haters. You better get back in that race. You don't never stop running to deal with your haters. You let winning the race deal with your haters. God deals with your haters. You don't, you don't get out the race to deal with your haters. You don't waste time to, for things that don't matter. And some of you have some people that's looking at you right now, and they need you to win the race. They need, to get, they need you to get where you're headed. Because they look at you and say, if you can do it with all that you've been through, then I can too. Listen, we want to encourage you today here from the Unity Worship Center. We want to encourage you that if you're down and out, you've taken some losses, you've had some falls, you really haven't healed from all the bumps and bruises of life, I want to decree and declare that if you're listening to us today, that you're headed somewhere. If you're listening to this uh, later on, after you got off work or after things calmed down and you, you had time enough to listen to it, that you're headed somewhere. Sometimes it can just be, it can be so hard to keep on keeping on when it don't seem like nothing's going your way. I know it's hard to trust a God when at times you don't feel you can trace that God. to bless the Lord when you don't feel like the Lord is blessing you. But I just want to encourage you today to hold on. 